think that's one for the crowd, the guy in the uh, gold shirt. There's paper to catch it. In the end, I think, uh, just pull back. Well, this is a decisive hit. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's picked the off, spin a good footwork, and hitting in the direction of the turn. And he goes again. The result the same. This is even bigger. It's out of here, this one. Consecutive sixes for the Australian captain. Hello and welcome to the Dilipram All-Rounder podcast. It is the 18th of November. Dhruv Kaushik is my guest. Dhruv, I called you about this and you know we're supposed to be talking about the AFL, which we will talk about, the 2005 AFL Premiership between the Sydney Swans and the West Coast Eagles. But today is a Saturday and the Cricket World Cup final is on tomorrow. So what we've decided to do is have a 20-minute episode that'll probably go out today or tomorrow, get you all excited for the World Cup, and then we're going to release the Swans episode on the usual Thursday regular programming. But, Drew, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dilip. Drew, I'm very excited to do this. Um, you know I always ask those two questions, but I'm going to save them for the AFL thing. I want to get straight into the cricket. Um, you are a Rydal Miren great. You're, you're a cricketing great. Drew was a great fast bowler and a very, very good batsman, and that's why I brought you onto the show so that we can preview this World Cup final. How have you found the World Cup so far? Interesting World Cup, to be honest. I mean, we're obviously going to get into the the likes and dislikes, but um, expected more from from India as a host nation, to be honest. But um, no, I better enjoy the World Cup so far. There's been a low scoring contest, high scoring contest, bit of everything. When you said I expected more, I was going to say, what more could you expect from India as a as, as a host a, nation? As a, yeah, that's true. It's a good point. Off um, the field, off the off the field, <laughs> on the field, they've been almost perfect. Um, first thing we'll do is I want to do three things that I've liked, and if there's probably there'll be things that I didn't capture that you did, but I'm going to go through them and I'm, I'm doing them in three words or less. The first one I had is passion. And it's a subjective point for me. I feel as if ODI cricket has meant so much more in this World Cup. Um, I would say, and I've spoken about this before, the, the dying interest of ODI cricket compared to 2020 cricket and test cricket. But I feel like that World Cup fever has reminded me and you and I'd say others why we love this format. And yeah, it's a whole day, which probably to non-cricketing fans is they consider it to be a waste of time. But I've really rediscovered my passion for ODI cricket. I agree. I mean, you know, ODI is when it does come around every four years, everyone gets together and I think old school, you know, cricket entertainers like us, we still love the ODI form. I think that up and coming generation are probably more T20. So yeah. we would always appreciate, you know, the longer format, you'd be your tests and ODIs and T20s one. It's with all more leagues coming through and just a, um, the crash and bash type, yeah. type atmosphere. So, I mean, yeah, the ODI atmosphere is still amazing. So I've got passion. Second one is pace, 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 pace for so long. Indian cricket, and I'd say a lot of the subcontinental teams have been maligned for having no pace bowlers. This World Cup's completely changed that. I thought at the start of the World Cup, it would be decided by spin. And now we've got Mohamed Shami taking seven for 57 on an Indian wicket in a semi-final. It's really rediscovered the, the beauty of pace bowling. It has. I mean, Mohamed Shami now the leading wicket taker for Unbelievable. India. Unbelievable. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially South Africa, they've found, you know, new bowlers, they've, um, New Zealand's up, up there, India, Australia, Pakistan's always there. So, yeah. and Afghanistan's bowlers have really, really shined, especially the fast bowlers, despite the fact that they have four world-class spinners. I know, Rashid Khan. And he hasn't even been the star for this World Cup. They always said if you combine the Indian batting attack with the Pakistan pace attack, now it's probably the Indian batting attack and the Indian bowling attack. Um, No disrespect to Pakistan. And my third one was power. And I mean it in a batting sense. We have seen a shift in the game where the, I feel personally, Drew, the ODI cricket game has borrowed some of the, the, the good elements from 2020 cricket. Um, and that is we've seen a p- lot of players like Glenn Maxwell, even Mitchell Marsh, Rohit Sharma, and even Coley to some extent borrow from that aggressive nature of 2020 cricket and they've incorporated into the ODI game. We saw that even Rohit Sharma in that, in that semifinal, he didn't score a 50, but that innings was sort of emblematic of what he would play in a 2020 game. And I love that. Exactly. I mean, and the way I look into the 50 over format now is it's sort of two mini to 20 innings, essentially. So um, now, you know, if you have 180 runs to chase in the last 20 overs, it's very possible. Exactly. Um, and, yeah. you know, this is this is sort of the strategy that teams are now going for. So it's sort of, you know, two mini 2020 innings um, and makes, you know, your 330 or 350s now possible to chase down. Exactly. Anything I've missed? I do actually. So performances of Afghanistan and Netherlands, I mean, yes. you know, especially for Afghanistan, if it's not for a poor day against Bangladesh, who mind, mind you only won two games for the whole tournament um, and a Maxwell special against uh, against Afghanistan, we, we could have seen an India-Afghanistan semi-final. And I guess the last one is, and I love this format, you know, every team plays every team and um, over, over the course of the whole tournament, the best teams will come on top. But a part of me still misses the the knockout stage of the of the mm. World Cup and there's a lack of sort of quarterfinals and um, you know the more more knockout matches so I mean if you ask me it would have been two groups say however yep. many teams you'd like um, and then you have you know top top three going through with for quarterfinals semis and the final so are you saying that's something that you didn't like it's a bit format. of both like bit it's a bit of a good format but yeah could be improved so I had that was one of my I had. I didn't even have three points that I disliked. I had two, and one of them was the format. Tell me if you agree or disagree. I think in a format where every team plays every other team and you have 10 teams, you need to have some protection for the teams that finish one and two. So in this format, you had the four teams qualify for a semifinal. They've played nine or 10 games, and then one team on their day might lose the game and they're out of the World Cup. I feel like they needed to adopt a final system like the IPL or the Big Bash where one and two play each other in the final, three and four play, and then one and two, the loser, plays the winner of three and four. While that might seem inconceivable and impractical, it's I think it benefits the, the league where you've played so many league games. So I don't know if they would ever consider that, but I think if you're having a long league phase like what we've seen, you need to have more protection for the teams that dominate early on. Otherwise, I agree with you, do that knockout phase where you have a quarterfinal, semifinal. It's a bit more exciting and it gives a chance to teams that might not necessarily win otherwise. Agree with that. And the other complaint I had was fixtures. I don't know about you, but I wanted to see more than one game a day. I just thought in a World Cup to get build up that frenzy, you probably want to see two or three games a day. It can be shortened then, but 
perhaps the BCCI and I think the Indian government said that the ratings for this World Cup have been fantastic and maybe that's just because they've had one game a day. I don't know. I agree. I mean, that goes probably to my point about, you know, maybe having more teams where you can have two games a day across different venues. So We're building up to the final. So let's assume we this, this gets released tonight or first thing tomorrow. We, I was completely wrong about that semi-final between Australia and South Africa. I had thought, Drew, whoever won the toss would win the game. South Africa wins the toss and they proceed to... They're basically out of the game by the, by the first innings. I know Australia made it close. So I don't know. I, I, it's very hard to predict this, this final. I think Australia will be up against it. I mean, we saw when Pakistan played India... At Ahmedabad, 120,000 people all vying for one team. I guess that's that's part of Australia's job. I mean, they need to silence the crowd first. And I think the game will be won between the Australian bowlers and the Indian batsmen. And there will be one in the first 20 overs, I believe. Because if, you know, we saw in the earlier league game where India were three for two. Mm. Yeah, it could have been, it was a Kohli special with, with um, KL Rahul, but they were only chasing 200 odd. Now, if, yeah. if Australia score, you know, a good... 300 total um and then they're three for two it'll be tough tough to come back from there india you're not chasing 300 in a world cup final i think that's going to be tough it, it will be tough yes so I, anything yeah. above 300 it's it's that yeah. that'll be exceedingly difficult um i think if i look at that australian team there's been a lot of debate about minus labashane whether or labaskakni however he wants to pronounce his name whether he should be in the team or whether someone like Marcus Stoinis should be there. I personally think if you're coming up against India, you need match winners. And I don't know if Manus is a match winner in ODI cricket. He's very similar to Steve Smith. They both nudge the ball around, can st- can hold their wicket. But I think if you're playing India, you need a match winner like Stoinis. I would pref- I would have him in the team. It's the same conversation that you have with Mohamed Shami and Hardik Pandya, right? Is Labus Shades... Labuschagne's extra runs that he can get from compared to a Stoinis, compared to what Stoinis will save mm. on the field when bowling. So, I mean, it's a tough one. I would personally pick Stoinis because yep. um, Australia does bat to nine, ten, or whatever it is. Um, but you know, they need they need some bowlers in there, especially on, on a on a used pitch like like I, I'm the bad. You know, Stoinis might come in handy. Or is it going to be the use pitch? Or are they going to pick a new pitch? <laughs> a red soil or a black soil? <laughs> and then Fox Cricket's going to do a post before the game. No, no doubt, if you check your Twitter feed, one hour before the game, there'll be one controversial post about um, some pitch <laughs> or some doctoring that's been done just to create a bit of excitement. Um, I'm excited about the spin battle and the pace battle. If Maxwell and Travis Head can hold an end, then we've got a battle between... Assuming Kuldeep and uh, Ravinder Jadeja play, it's going to be an interesting spin battle. So I'm not predicting anything, but I think India probably has more weapons. If you if you held a gun to my head, I'm probably predicting India to win this game, given it's their home ground. And it's been a rivalry between the two teams. They've, they've played a number of times. I think Australia's won eight out of the 13 World Cup games, but India's won the last two. So... Do you go with form or do you go with history? You have to go with form right now. History can change at any time. Um, I mean, just with India's dominance, home ground, 130,000 fans and a settled lineup. Now, you need to um, consider Australia's a bit chop-changing their lineup yeah. uh, over, the, over the course of the World Cup. India's, um, barring Hardik Pandya, and could be a blessing in disguise, um, have a very settled lineup. So um, I think India, one of my pickers, India should win. Love it. Okay. 
we're going to do something. We're going to finish off the cricket part of this with uh, something fun. Drew, I want to do a draft and it's a combined India-Australia World Cup 11. Now, I initially, we were talking about this, I initially thought maybe we'll just restrict it to the current day who's in the team. But I think it's more fun, as you said, if we do it all time. And the rules are this. You're picking a best 11 all time in ODI cricket to face the Monstars in a match in Mumbai. So the Monstars, they've stolen all the talent from the rest of cricket, the South African team, not that there's much talent there left. And we need a, we need our best India-Australia 11. They've got to come together. We're going to do in sequential order. You get one, I get two, and we've got to pick a team that's balanced. Go. Who's your one? And I had a, I had a big <laughs> thought about this. It was either Roy Sharma or Gilly. Now, and that, that had, this hinders on a lot of, you know, if I pick Gilly, then do I pick Thorny? So True. Um, I ended up picking Roy Sharma purely because he's played at um, Ahmedabad. Yep. And he, looking at his 2019 World Cup, the, like the quality of starts he's provided for 2023 World Cup, I think I have to go with Roy Sharma. Wow. So, okay. So you've picked Rohit Sharma. I think that's a good pick. I, um, I mean... You, that doesn't leave me much for number two because I have to pick the one and only. That's right. So it's going to be an all-Indian opening opening lineup. I don't think the Australian fans are going to be happy listening to that. You're going to have to go with Sachin Tendulkar. Now, honourable mentions, therefore, because we can't pick them. Adam Gilchrist probably then maybe an honourable mention. Let's see. And Matty Hayden. Um, Verinda Sehwag. Verinda Sehwag. Even Ganguly. Ganguly. As, a, as an opener. Shout out to Kazaria. Yeah. <laughs> He, Karan would have him in the team. So we've got Rohit Sharma and Sachin Tendulkar opening an all-time ODI 11. I mean, I think it's pretty good. Who do you got for three? Another interesting... <laughs> Look, I think the way, when I was picking this team, I like balance. Yeah. I can't have, you know, people playing out of positions. Now, True. Um, it was a toss-up between Virat Kohli or Ricky Ponting. Now, mm. Virat Kohli started his career at four. Yes. And he won a World Cup at four. I don't mind that. But I'm going to pick Ricky Ponting. Love it. He, his performance at three, he's won two World, three World yeah. Cups. Yep. Two captain. Yep. So it's a no-brainer to pick Ricky Ponting at three. Outstanding choice. Um, shout out to Ricky Ponting. When we talk about some of the great test and ODI batsmen, I sometimes feel as if Ricky Ponting gets forgotten about not from an Australian perspective let's say international perspective but he was truly one of the greats in 2003 he made that famous century in a final he scored big runs everywhere that's a great choice at three four you you've also not left me much there's not much to decide here but I'm going to give you a shout out to someone that I think would not make it but he was a great as well Damian Martin at four Damian Martin also scored runs when it counted in ODI cricket but he, I don't think he'll be remembered as a great ODI batsman. I'm going for Virat Kohli. He made his career at four and three. You can choose where you want to put him, but put him at four, you've got a strong team. Number five, Drew. Now, it's important to know we're playing in India. <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's, we need to emphasize that point. We're playing in Mumbai, we're playing the Monstars. I'm going to pick the man of the tournament, Yuvraj Singh, at five. Wow. 
You've okay. So we've got bowling now as well. Correct. I mean, we've got bowling. We've got a Ravindra Jadeja before Ravindra Jadeja. Yeah. He, he was the best fielder that we had back in the day. Yeah, he, he, was. Had a, he, he was. You had a lefty in the middle. You had a left arm bowler, spin bowler in India, and you had a great fieldsman. So you're right, singing at five. You're right, singing the all time eleven. <laughs> to be honest, it's not bad. Um, okay, let's remember this now. So number six, we still don't have a keeper. But at my number six, because I'm assuming you're going to put someone at seven, I have to give credit where credit's due to one of the all-time great ODI batsmen. I'm putting Michael Bevan at six. And I'm putting him there because Bevan, I think, prior to when the one-day game was in a different form, inning, you weren't scoring 300 all the time. You were scoring 200 to 250, and he was the best player at his of, of his generation in ODI cricket, I think Bevan deserves a spot there. So I've got him at six. And I agree, I was tossing at Michael Bevan too. <laughs> now, you noted we don't have a keeper, so it has to be Amazonia at six. At uh, seven, at sorry. At seven, yep. I, mean, he, I don't mind that. He could be vice-captain, could be captain, who knows, toss it on with Ricky yeah. Ponting. So we've got, you know, one of the greatest finishers in ODI history, an average yes. above 50, batting at, you know, five, six, seven, pick your, pick your, pick your position. So it has to be Amazonia at seven. Okay. So we've got MS37, we've got 8, 9, 10, 11. We've got four players. What bowlers do we have at the moment? We have Yuvraj Singh, who can bowl a few. Tendulkar can... I'm, he, I'm not, we're I'm not, not banking on it. <laughs> we're, not, we're not banking on Tendulkar, as he said. We're not banking on him to, to take wickets. So Yuvraj Singh at five. Number eight, I'm going... I need to think about this. So I'm thinking, I've got players in mind. I've got, and I'm thinking spin here. Um, I'm going to go with Ravindra Jadeja. Wow. Not Shane Warne. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that your team reflects what I'm like, includes someone. But the reason I'm going Jadeja at eight, and I want to stress this, we're doing a draft where we have to, a team that we think is going to score runs and also take wickets in that order. I've got Jadeja at eight because he's going to score runs, he's going to prevent runs in the field, and he's going to bowl 10 overs on a Mumbai wicket and take. he's going to take wickets. So I've got him at eight. Okay. Well, I had a couple of dev at seven, actually, which... Uh, They're not going to be happy not, with that team. Not, so what are we left with? Nine, 10, 11. Nine, 10, We've 11. got two spinners already. Yeah, but can we rely on Yuvraj for 10 overs? I mean, we did for the 2011. We did. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. I think we need three paces. Interesting. Okay. And I think we're going to go with Mitchell Stark. Wow. He is one of the yep. greatest o- yep. World Cup fast bowlers. He's a yep. left-hander. Yeah. Lefty, one of the greatest World Cup fast bowlers. Now, we're just saying World Cup, not ODIs. <laughs> yep. But ODIs, he's also very good. Yeah. But World Cup specifically, yep. Mitchell Stark. Okay, I like that. And also, Stark can hold a bat. For, so, so if you're going to say, oh, why not McGrath 9? But we're talking about number nine. Stark can bat. And he's shown he can... He just showed in that semifinal. He comes in, they need 20 runs. He scores the winning runs. He's That's a good nine. Now, 10. So what, what do we have? We have Mitchell Stark. We have Jadeja, Yuvraj. We... It's, okay. Number 10, I'm going with Shane Warne. 
And I'm going with Shane Warne because of this. I'm assuming you're going to put a fast bowler in at number 11. So what I've done in number 10 is I've picked one of the great World Cup performers in Shane Warne. And it's fine. If he bats at 10, he bats at 9, it's okay. He scored runs in the World Cup and he's taken some of the most important wickets in a World Cup. He's got to be in my team in India on a spinning deck. We've got three spinners now. I had Shane Warne as well. Now, number 11, you know, I had honourable mention to Mohamed Shami. Yep. He now is the leading wicket taker for India in World Cups. Yep. He's gone past Zahir Khan. Wow, and, and I didn't he, know that. And he had that. Yeah, I had that in my, in my 11, but given we have number 11, it has to be Glenn McGraw. Just, and I'll leave it yes. there. That's, you know what? I think we have a pretty balanced team. Now, there's an argument that if one of our bowlers is expensive, we don't have any backups. That's right. We probably have to rely on someone like Sachin Tendulkar or Virath Kohli to bowl a couple of overs. But if you're looking at a team, McGrath, Warren, who else did we have? We had McGrath, Warren, Jadeja. Stark. Stark. So we got right, left. We've got left, left for spinners, left, right for spinners. And Yuvraj, it's a pretty good team, to be honest. And if they do leak runs, we've got the batting lineup to chase it. Drew, outstanding stuff. I am very excited for this World Cup final. We'll see what happens afterwards. But if you've got any issues with our combined draft 11, I invite you to suggest your own 11. But you've got to do it with someone else because you've got to really work off what the other person is is giving you. So we'll leave it there, Drew. Um, and hopefully we'll see a good result in the World Cup final. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Philip. Great.